the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bride of Christ, the Church, who she is, is our subject of study today on Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, we greet you in Christ and welcome you to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. We're back in Ephesians chapter 5 again today, taking a look at the church, or what God calls the church, what it's to look like, and the description of the church. The Apostle Paul has a lot to say about it here again in Ephesians chapter 5, and that's where we find ourselves as we wrap up our study of the church here today. So, take a few moments and join us. If you've ever had questions about what the church is, hopefully we'll come away with some answers today. With this edition of Times of Refreshing now, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. You also as living stones are being built together into a spiritual house, he says, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. He says, through who? Jesus Christ. We must never forget this. And I want to go down and uh, let me see this here. I want to go down here. Uh, Let's skip down here also to to verse 9. He says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained what? Mercy. You know, the Bible calls us his own special people. Your peculiar treasure, the Bible says. And I love this. It speaks of us being a prize. Us being a prize. You know, when you think about the church, every single one of you, whether you will acknowledge it or not this morning, you were taken out of captivity. Captivity to your own sinful nature. Captivity to the world and its influence in your life. Captivity to the devil who is real, and his and the powerful forces that he used against you to keep you in bondage. But in the midst of all that, Jesus said that you are his peculiar treasure, that he went after you and he basically ripped the devil off and took you back. Ooh, I love that right there. I love that. I love that. That, that he sees you, and this may sound a little funny, but he sees you as some bling bling. That when he looks at you, that you, that you're peculiar, you're treasure to him. Never underestimate the power of his love for you and his desire to go forth and to rescue you and to see you as his prize. 
You are a peculiar person, his own special people, and a special person. And we must never forget this. That should break all the power of insecurity in our lives. When we realize that Jesus didn't have to get me, but whatever it was about me, he wanted it. And he went down and he delivered me, set me free, had people coming to my house, sending me tracts, calling me, telling me I needed Jesus, praying for me, fasting for me, and giving people. People got on my nerves. And I finally said, I want Jesus in my life too. Who would ever thought that I would be sitting here doing this? And who would ever thought that you now would be sitting right here in this church praising God now, dancing now, giving God glory? Why? Because he just thought you were some treasure. Do you see yourself as treasure? Do you see yourself that, as special? Do you see yourself as an individual and say, God, for whatever reason, and I don't even know why, but you wanted me. Here I am. Take my life, Lord. You thought I was good, so here I am. You thought I was going to be a blessing, and I had purpose and destiny. And for whatever reason, you desired me. Well, here I am. And I think we have to get this in our mind. Because so many people, they come to church, and and they just think, let me say this to you. I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving down the street. I, I was thinking to myself, what good is it to believe in Jesus, but yet live like the devil? What good is that? That's a waste. What good is it to believe in Jesus, but live like the demons believe? But what good is it to live like the devil? So when you start thinking about yourself as a peculiar treasure, that man, God, you, you, you came and got me. It should change our whole perspective and cause us to realize as a church, that we are his prize, his peculiar people. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3. And I got two more for you. And we're going to pray. The church is his peculiar treasure. Look at this. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14. On down to 16. He says here, These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed... Look what Apostle Paul is telling Timothy. He says, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the what? And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, Believed on in the world and Jesus Christ was received up into glory. And I just wrote this down. The church is the pillar and ground of the truth. When I think of that, I think of, of the st- stability that we provide and we establish in the earth. The church should be a place that is a pillar in the earth. It, it should be a ground. It should be something that lifts something up. And something that stabilizes something. For us as a church, we are the pillar and ground of the truth. The truth should always be going forth in this church. Truth should always be sought after, looked for. It should be something that we're always on a quest for through the scriptures, through our relationship with God. 
that when people come to church, when they come to the well, that they, that they know they, that, that people in this church are going to go after God to get the truth of the gospel, the truth of the gospels, the truth of the epistles, the truth of, of, of God's word, Old Testament, New Testament, every book, 66 book, the holy canon, that we're after the truth. Why? So that we can help to stabilize people in their lives. There's so much instability all over the planet. In Ukraine right now, it's going crazy over there. In Japan, in China, guys, guys get knives out and they're stabbing people, you know, just random people. There's so much instability. Well, the church should be a place where people can come and find the truth, find stability, find how to be stable in their marriage, stable on their job, stable in their thinking, stable with their emotions. That when, from an emotional standpoint, that the truth goes forth and now people get stabilized in their emotions. Some people are emotional roller coaster. You don't know who you're going to get from day to day. Let one little thing happen and they flip out. And what happens is for us, we want to be a church where people, when they think about the well, they think about stable people, not perfect people. We're still his workmanship. But when it comes to the scriptures, that we're on a quest for truth, not just to have a good time in church. Woo, he was preaching today. What did he say? I don't know. But it felt good. We were shouting in there. About what? I don't know. It was good. Music was good. Head popping. But no, what was the truth that went forth? Did you receive truth? Well, for us as a church, we want to be a church where the community comes in and says, man, they got truth over there. That people from, from, from politicians to professional athletes to people that are working, you know, in the supermarket, that everybody comes and they're able to sit down and get the truth. Truth about being a man. Truth about being a woman. Truth about our, our real identity. The devil's lying to people. We want to come and give them the truth. No, the devil is lying to you. If you think that you are a woman when you are really a man, the devil's lying to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. The scripture says, this is, God didn't make a mistake. He didn't make a mistake with nobody. Amen. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Embrace the truth. When it dispels the lies of racism and dispel the lies that the enemy tries to release over whole cultures. Want to break this lie. Why? Because we're the pillar and ground of the truth. We come here and we preach the truth. We live the truth. We proclaim it. And let me say this, we don't apologize for the truth. How many know the truth will hurt you sometimes? Truth will cut you real good. But how many know it's good? It's all good. The truth is still good. Marriage is in here. Don't let the devil rip you off. Speak the truth over your marriage. Speak the truth of your children. And get in the word of God. Let the word of God be the final say in our affairs I remember when I was thinking about me and my wife are getting married. We're going through, and, and, and the, 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 the basic thing is this. Honey, you do what you're supposed to do according to the Scripture. I do what I'm supposed to do according to the Scripture, and we're going to have a wonderful time. It's pretty easy. If you have marital problems, the, the only reason why a lot of times is because somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing according to the Scripture. Not according to what mama said or, or what you saw on the Huxtables and, and all that stuff. I'm talking about the Bible. 
Can I have an amen? We watching the Hustables. Girl, what you doing? You need to be like her. What does the word say? But the truth. And we're not going to apologize. People, and let me say this. You know, we've been here 11 years. People, some people, oh, you guys are religious and you guys have rules. Yeah, we do have rules. Because the Bible has rules. Bible says, husband, love your wife. We just read it. As Christ loved the church. That's a rule. You do that and you're going to be blessed. The Bible says don't commit fornication. As a matter of fact, it says flee. That means run. That means get out of there. That's a rule. That's, he said don't do that. Don't do it. Run. Go that way. We're making our own rules. And we're going to talk to people about those things. Well, I don't like going there because they try to. No, we try to hold people accountable for the commitment that they made to Jesus Christ and the standard that he. Now, there may be some other churches that don't do that. Well, praise the Lord. That's between them and God. But in this church, we want to be the pillar and ground of the truth. And we want the holy God to reign in his people and make us holy as he is holy. Can I have an amen? I wasn't even wanting to preach this morning. I wasn't trying to get fired up, but but I'm up here now. I might as well go off. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. You know, you know, it's our 11th year anniversary. I'm trying to be cool and, you know, praise the Lord and uh, forget it. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. Now look at this, saints. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 down to 18. Last thing we're going to talk about is is being the light of the world. Look what he says here. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. There take up, take up, the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, he says, to stand. He says, stand therefore. Look at your neighbor and tell him, stand therefore. Come on, look at somebody else. Tell him to stand therefore. He says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with what? Truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And he says, above all, taking the shield of what? Faith. With which you will be able to quench all. Somebody say all. All the fiery darts of the wicked one. He says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. This is being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. The church, never forget this, saints, is the army of God. We're the army of God. There's a warfare aspect that what we do as the church. There's a reason why Jesus said the gates of hell should not prevail. Why? Because the gates of hell are going to try to prevail. The gates of hell are going to test us. The gates of hell are going to press against us. The devil's going to do whatever he can to try to stop the move of God. When we first went into this building, I said it in front of the pulpit. I said it in our old building. I said, if you think the devil is going to just let us walk in here and set up camp and have church, you are greatly mistaken. He's going to try. Now, I'm just trying to find out who he's going to try to hit us through. Will it be you? 
Because I'm going to make sure it's not going to be me. And so the devil, if, if, if you're getting ready to get a promotion on your job, don't just think the devil's not going to try. Don't get afraid of it. Just say, devil, I know. I'm watching. Jesus said, be watch. He said, watch and pray. And we have to realize that we're the army of God. We bring the truth. The devil is the father of lies. He doesn't like it when you get on the scene. He doesn't like when you get the job. He doesn't like when you get the promotion. He doesn't like it when you get married. He doesn't like it when you're raising your kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. He doesn't like it when you're talking to your kids about holy things and living right. He doesn't like it when he, God blesses you financially. He doesn't like it. But I don't care what he likes because we got Jesus Christ, the King of glory, on our side. We got the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Won't prevail against you. But you got to see yourself as a warrior. As a soldier. You have to see yourself. When the devil comes to bring lies, you have to bind the devil. You have to cast him out. You have to rebuke the devil. You have to say no to the devil. I'm not going back to drugs. I'm not going back to alcohol. I'm not having a pity party. I'm not going to stay at home from church. I'm going to church. Devil, you're a liar. I'm not staying at home. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to get around my brothers and sisters. I don't care what you say, you demons. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I am the bride of Christ. I am the body of Christ. I am the temple of the living God. And when I speak, you go in the name of Jesus. Resist the devil and he will flee from you hallelujah this is a church the church has become so passive we just let the devil beat us up and then we sit on the corner and we think jesus is going to come and coddle us and 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 we just sitting there so what happened to you well the devil just beat me up what you going to do about it well i'm gonna stay home from church and, uh, you know, nobody cares, you know, about me. So you're just going to let the devil beat you down, huh? Yeah, you know, I might as well. I mean, what else? <sighs> you know, when I used to do this when I was young, then my mom would come and help me, you know, so I might as well try it again. <laughs> Jesus died on the cross for you, was buried for you, rose from the grave. He said, you can use my name. I'm anointing you. I'm giving you the power of the Holy Ghost, and I'm telling you that you're going to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil, and by any means shall nothing harm you, that I am going to use you to cast the demon out. Jesus didn't sit around and have a pity party. He cast the devil out. He displaced and replaced him in regions. And I think we got to get up and rise up and say, we are the army of God. We got all kinds of angels with us. And we got the power of God in our lives. Don't let the devil rip you off. Your family off. The church is an army. And we're fighting a spiritual battle. That's what you're doing. I'm going to say this to you. You're fighting a spiritual battle. You're not warring after the flesh. That's why, hey, why quit, forgive people and move on. Forgive people and move on. I don't got time for that, man. I forgive you. I love you. Praise God. Now you stab me in the back. I might have to, I'm not giving you another knife, but. Because trust is different, but, but I'm not tripping off that stuff. Because I know at the end of the day is the devil. Elder Cleveland and I were just talking about today. What are we talking about? It's the devil. The devil involved. You let the devil use your mouth. Move on, Reverend. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5. We're going to end with this. 
Now listen to this, saints. And then we're going to pray. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 on down to 16. We're all these things. But this is beautiful. It says verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But the salt loses its flavor. How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. This is what Jesus says to his disciples and all those that are sitting around listening to him. Sermon on the Mount. He says in verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Saints, not only are we the army, but we are the light of the world. The church is the light of the world. You know, we we provide hope for people that are sitting in darkness. We provide illumination. We provide revelation. We provide insight. We provide clarity. That the church and the community should be a beacon of light, of hope for people that are wanting to come off drugs and wanting to get out of their sin and wanting to get away from things that have defiled them and want to have their marriages stronger and want to repent of the things that are just destroying their lives. The church is a light. We're there saying, come. You can find insight here. But if the church becomes dim and we start doing what the world is doing, then we're not going to give the world a, a hope and an expectancy that if you come to this place, you can find change in a newness of life. And that goes for every single one of us. The church corporately is, a, is, a, is, are, is the light of the world, but you individually, wherever God sits you, uh, places you, you're there to be light. You're there, and the thing about light, and I, and I hope we all understand this, light makes manifest the things of darkness. Light makes manifest the things of art. And not everyone, when Jesus came walking through the streets of Jerusalem, not everybody liked him walking through the streets of Jerusalem, especially the religious, because they, he exposed their darkness. And sometimes it's like that. Stop trying to be popular and be obedient. Can I have an amen? Be who Jesus saved you to be. And that's light. Stop thinking you have to compromise to get in and to win people's trust. Be who Jesus wants you to be and God will draw them to you. Initially the light. Have you, you know you go into a room and, you're, you're, and you turn on the light and your, your eyes have to adjust and it, it, it kind of bothers you. And it's the same thing when you come on the scene. Sometimes people don't like you. But let their eyes get adjusted. Can I have an amen? Let them go through the adjustment period. There's always an adjustment period. You ever get up in the middle of the night and try to go to the bathroom, turn on the light, and you're, oh, oh, I can't even see up in here. It's, the light can almost blind you. What I'm saying is you coming on the scene, don't get offended when they don't like you. Just know that it's your light that's caught. That let them get their eyes adjusted. And, a lot, and, the, and before long, they'll be looking at you talking about, well, you know, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? I used to hate you when you first came. Because you came up in here trying to be all holy and righteous and stuff. But my eyes are adjusted now. Well, they, not, they won't say my eyes are adjusted. But they will say, I see things differently now. 
you're not who I thought you were. And we're the light of the world. And let me close by saying this. We're going to pray. What a privilege that we have to be a part of God's church. I know churches aren't perfect. This church isn't perfect. Jesus is working. And you've seen over the years thousands and thousands of people being blessed. He's working on this. But you know, when you sit back and you consider that, man, I'm the bride of Christ. I'm the body of Christ. I'm the house and temple of God. I'm a part of the general assembly of God. I'm his worksmanship. I'm peculiar treasure that I am bling, bling, baby. I'm the pillar and ground of the truth. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a soldier in God's army. And you know when I come on the scene, I'm the light of the world. Every single... Did you receive that? Do you receive... Come on, y'all. Do you receive that over your life? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Do you know why God gave you the job? Why he put you in this situation? Why he put you in this church? Do you know who you are? We've got to know. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email. Thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.